You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I cover the Chicago Bears for NBC Sports Chicago, and I cover the NFL for Pro Football Focus. Locked On Bears is your podcast destination for daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. And today, we are recapping the Bears' statement victory over the Los Angeles Rams in Week 14. We'll rave about such a dominant performance from this Bears defense. We'll look at the surprising performances from Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, and this Bears offensive line. And we'll wrap up with a look at Mitchell Trubisky's struggles and why it bodes well for the future of this Bears team. Seems like on this podcast, especially in recent weeks, we've talked a lot about the offense. So it's a good time to really just gush about what an incredible defensive performance. I mean, to hold this Los Angeles Rams team to no touchdowns is a a statement in and of itself. I mean, two field goals, six points for a team that's been scoring uh, at, at a pace that few others have this season. It really just says a lot about where this defense is playing, especially compared to the rest of the league. I mean, this this was a best defense in the NFL type performance. And I, I, I didn't see who tweeted out, but someone sent me a screenshot of a tweet that showed the Rams' offensive scores in every game this year. And I'll just run through them really quick. 33, 34, 35, 38, 33, 23, 39, 29, 35, 36, 54, 30, and 6. This is the Rams' only game under 23 points. That was their previous low in scoring was 23. And the Bears hold them to 6. And it was such a fun defensive performance to watch because it really was a little bit of everybody. You know, it wasn't just three sacks and two turnovers from Khalil Mack dominates and takes over the game, which is really fun to watch (laughs) in and of itself. But it's cool and I think, honestly, better for the team when it comes from everyone. I mean, it was, of course, Khalil Mack gets a sack and a forced fumble because that's what he does. That's what a defensive player of the year candidate does. He he makes those game-changing plays. And he gets pressure on the quarterback, and he makes everyone else's job easier. I mean, that's that's almost just checking the box at this point for Khalil Mack. But then, then you add in. Leonard Floyd getting some pressure on the quarterback, looping inside on some stunts, kind of doing what he's doing, getting banged up a couple times, leaving the game, coming back in, leaving the game, coming back in, but still finding ways to make an impact. And then on that defensive line, you know, more of the same from Akeem Hicks, another sack, you know, a couple more quarterback hits, getting that pressure, making those plays in the running game, shutting down Todd Gurley. It was him and Eddie Goldman doing so much of the dirty work on the interior. Goldman, of course, gets probably the most important sack of any of them in the game. I mean, there's only three, and that safety that he caused there was huge for just maintaining that lead on the scoreboard, making it two possessions instead of one. That nine instead of seven, when it really came down to it, there was critical in, in keeping the Bears from getting too close and uncomfortable with this Rams team. That you know The Rams were willing to settle for a field goal on that drive that they ultimately missed the field goal rather than if that had been a seven-point game instead, maybe they go for it, maybe they don't hit the upright. I mean, 
you, you never know how how that safety ultimately changed the game. And it comes from a guy in Eddie Goldman that doesn't get a lot of those plays. And it's not for a lack of talent or a lack of effort. It's just kind of what Eddie Goldman is asked to do as a pass rusher is often take two blocks. You know, leave leave Akeem Hicks one-on-one next to him. You know, leave Leonard Floyd one-on-one on the outside and, you know, kind of make them, you know, send more blockers over to Khalil Mack. And, and, and Eddie Goldman's also often asked to just kind of hold the top of the pocket so the quarterback can't scramble up the middle. You know, you have to have that sort of contain and that pocket integrity there and Eddie Goldman finally gets the payoff for a strong season I mean of course he got the contract extension already which is kind of the the early payoff for him but it was really just a stout performance all around from the front seven I mean give Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan credit for you know making plays in the running game and being more aggressive to come downhill and stop Todd Gurley and, and not allow that Rams running game to really be that much of a factor and that's all kind of burying the lead of a just cornerback play that was off the charts. I mean, Eddie Jackson and Adrian Amos at safety were, were their usual selves. Jackson gets the easy interception or the, or I guess the meaningless interception on the Hail Mary play at the end of the first half, So you know, but otherwise played an all-around solid game. But Kyle Fuller, another great interception to bring him up to seven to tie that league lead again, just reading the quarterback, going over and making a play. I think he added another pass breakup in there as well. Prince of Mukamara, three pass breakups. You know, two of them were probably kind of dropped interceptions, but then gets the game ceiling interception at the end in the fourth quarter there, really putting a nice cherry on top of his game. And then Sherrick McManus comes in, silences some of the doubters, myself included. I was worried that Sherrick McManus in for Bryce Callahan in the slot would be a liability. The Rams might be able to find a matchup there, but McManus holds strong, uh, ends up leading the team in tackles, or leading the defense there with seven, I believe, combined. You know, doesn't get a big turnover or anything, but holds up fine in coverage, gets after the quarterback a couple times on some nice blitzes, which he's already known to be able to do, and, and really gives me a little bit more confidence in him if Bryce Callahan isn't able to go. And like I said, this was just top to bottom strong defensive performance. And it's so encouraging. You know, they're not just relying on one Pro Bowl outside linebacker to make all the plays and carry them. It's everybody right now. It is everybody playing at such a high level. And that's so much more sustainable that even if, you know, one or two guys drop off a little bit, then you've still got, what, five, six other guys all playing out of their minds right now. It's, it is a fun Bears defense to watch. This is a defense playing like the best defense in the NFL. That's perfect for this time of year, and that's perfect for a potential playoff run. Simply put, this Bears defense was hot out in the cold soldier field, and if you need to get warm out in the cold, then you need to look at our friends from Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing with heat on demand at the touch of a button. Their clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. They're perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list and just great for anybody who works outdoors or, you know, skiers and snowboarders or just people who hate being cold. Action Heat products include heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. Best of all, Locked On Bears listeners can save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on or use the locked on promo code at checkout to save that 20%. 
Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your activities this winter with Action Heat. Up next, we look at another group on this Bears team that got hot against the Los Angeles Rams. Jordan Howard and the running game, and really, this offensive line combined. Keep it locked, right here on Locked On Bears. This Bears win over the Rams really got back to old-school Chicago Bears football. You know, in a game that certainly had a lot of new-school storylines going into it, you know, two young offensive masterminds at the head coaching position, two young quarterbacks trying to come into their own. It turned into, well, good old-fashioned Bears football. You know, 110 yards and three picks from your quarterback, and you still win the game. I mean, <laughs> we'll get to more on Mitchell Trubisky's performance later and, and kind of why I think it's actually a good sign for the future of this Bears team. But what really got back to Bears football in this, besides the defense, which we knew was great, was the resurgence and re-emergence of Jordan Howard and the rushing game. And I have to admit, I was dead wrong about how I thought how this game was going to go. I thought Todd Gurley would be able to get the running game going pretty well, the way he has so many times this year. And the Bears have given up some decent rushing performances to running backs that don't necessarily scare you. I think back to Saquon Barkley last week with the Giants really getting the ground game going. The week before that, it was LeGarrette Blunt, And then earlier in the season, Frank Gort kind of tore him up in the Dolphins game. And even the Patriots got the ground game going pretty well. So there, there were times this year when the Bears running game was vulnerable. And when you bring the NFL's leading rusher into town, it's I, I thought it was reasonable to expect a pretty decent ground game output from the Rams. But that was obviously not the case. And instead, it was Jordan Howard who gets the running game going. And the Rams have had mixed success against running backs, so some of the potential was there. But with uh, a rookie left guard and a journeyman right guard for the Bears, I wasn't necessarily confident that that was going to happen in this game. But I was wrong. I mean, Jordan Howard was running hard, and this offensive line somehow won the battle in the trenches. And, of course, just watching it live and off the broadcast view, it's hard to get a great feel for you know, how much of this was Howard, how much of this was play calling, how much of this was the offensive line really kind of setting the tone. But it did feel like offensively and, well, and defensively, both sides of the ball, it felt like anecdotally the Bears won the battle in the trenches, that they weren't scared of Aaron Donald, they weren't overwhelmed by Aaron Donald, and they pretty well shut him down, which I think might have been the biggest factor to this Bears victory, that he is a guy that can single-handedly flip a game and even Matt Nagy talked afterwards about how you know it seems like once or twice a game he makes a play that completely flips the momentum and puts the Rams in in a great spot and so he was kind of weary about that with his play calling and it was a sometimes tricky situations he was trying to work around but obviously he executed that successfully and pretty well shut down arguably the best player the certainly the best defensive player in the NFL and I mean, give credit to Matt Nagy. Give credit to everybody. I mean, it has to be a team effort to slow someone like that down. And and they did it. They did what was seemingly impossible. But I think that's a part of what goes into such a big rushing performance from Jordan Howard. I, I do give Matt Nagy credit. It felt like he stuck to this running game, particularly early on. We saw him get away from it in the third quarter, which is typical of... Matt Nagy, we've seen him do that consistently this year. That third quarter is when the Bears abandoned the running game a little bit. 
but he came back to it in the fourth, and certainly they had a lot of success with it in the first half. Jordan Howard finally getting some breakaway runs in there. Tariq Cohen getting some breakaway runs. Four of the Bears' five longest plays from scrimmage were in the ground game, and it was just a a really encouraging performance there, Some something they really needed with Mitchell Trubisky struggling, which, again, we'll get into in the next segment here. But it this is hopefully something that can bode well for the future. You know, this is running football weather. It's cold. It's windy. It's probably going to get snowy here. And it's certainly in the playoffs, you're going to need that running game. And that's ultimately where the focus starts to turn to when you talk about beating this Rams team and moving forward to the rest of the season. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here. There's three more games left, but this is, I mean, this is obviously a playoff team, but, and when you beat a team like the Rams, like this, you're certainly sending a message to the rest of the NFL that, you know what, this is a team that can go on a run this year. They're not just going to, you know, have a Cinderella season into the playoffs and then get squashed by the true contenders, quote unquote. I mean, I think playing the New Orleans Saints in that dome is a, maybe a little bit of a, a, different story but right now it's clear the Bears can play with anybody in the NFL and that's that is really exciting to watch and you know you can make these Bears games even more exciting to watch when you have some action on the games you've heard me talking about this for weeks and some of you are still sitting here on the sidelines whether you're an expert or a rookie you should be betting at my bookie There's really so much to bet on, even beyond the NFL. I mean, college basketball season is here. We're in the thick of the NBA, NHL as well. Custom props, esports, even, you know, non-sports betting like politics are over there on MyBookie as well. You name it, you can bet on it with MyBookie. They've been in this business for years, and as a result, you can see tons of great reviews for them online. If you sign up this week, MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Also, make sure to follow at bet my bookie on twitter because they personally respond to every mention and dm and they've been giving away more than ten thousand dollars in free money to their followers just during the football season you will be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year log on to my bookie right now and use the promo code locked on to get your 50 percent deposit bonus that's promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n at my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Still to come, we discuss what was a disappointing performance from Mitchell Trubisky, but one that should leave you encouraged about the Bears moving forward. That's next on Locked On Bears. So with all the positivity and optimism flowing from the Bears' win over the Rams, there's one glaring negative that stuck out from the performance. And of course, it was quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. And I don't think there's a lot of sugarcoating it. I mean, he played bad. I mean, I think, what, 16 to 30 for 110 yards and one touchdown, three interceptions. If I'm remembering the stat line correct off the top of my head, I don't have it in front of me. That is not the quarterback stat line that is um, best for victory. If, if you had told me before the game, Mitchell Trubisky would have that stat line, I would have told you the Bears would have lost. But, I mean, I think that in and of itself is the most encouraging part, which I'll explain in a second. But more specifically on Mitch, I mean, it was clear he was overthrowing passes. He was putting a lot onto it. And I don't know if that's, you know, overcompensating for the shoulder, you know, if it's still a little bit stiff, if he's still kind of 
getting back into the flow of things, and he's trying to put a little extra oomph on it to get his shoulder loose and, and, and firing away. Or, you know, I think a lot of it looked more footwork-based, if you ask me, where, you know, he's maybe rushing the decision a little bit, and he's not fully stepping into it and transferring that weight from his back foot to his front foot, which is what allows a quarterback to more drive the ball down rather than letting it sail. But for one reason or another, he was inaccurate too often, and he put some balls in harm's way that... You know, didn't ultimately end up costing the team, but are not the level of quarterback play that you need to go on a deep playoff run. And, you know, first game back from injury, you know, I, I'm willing to give him as many of the benefits of the doubts as as you can pull out. You know, first game back from injury, you know, running games playing well, defense is playing well, whatever. You know, it's not, it wasn't the end of the world, and it's not something I'm going to sit here and just complain about for 10 minutes or whatever, but it it just wasn't the level of quarterback play that the Bears needed, and it, they were kind of limited to some of the underneath passing, and it makes you concerned that if they hadn't been running the ball, would they have been able to move the offense? But you know, that's, that's neither here nor there at this point. What it really says to me was, look at how good this supporting cast is right now, that your quarterback can throw for 110 yards and three picks against the best offense in the NFL, and you win by nine. I mean, even if you want to call the Chiefs the best offense and the Rams the second best offense, the point stands the same. I mean, this Bears team won in spite of their quarterback play and against the best team in the NFC. Like, that's that just tells you just how phenomenal everyone else was playing. And it was not, you know, it's not literally everyone else besides Mitchell Trubisky. There were other players that I'm sure... You know, Allen Robinson had a couple penalties, and you know Josh Bellamy had his usual kind of mistakes. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like literally everybody but Mitch, but clearly Mitch was the weak link, and they still pretty well handled the best team in the NFC. I mean, that is so encouraging, and it says so much about the supporting cast. And what it really says to me is, how good would this team be if slash win Mitchell Trubisky is back to playing at a quality level of quarterback that it you know if Mitchell Trubisky has three touchdowns and one pick instead of one touchdown and three picks and maybe that's you know 310 yards instead of 110 yards I mean how much would the Bears have won this game by <laughs> you know what I mean I mean they they beat the Rams by nine without any help hardly any help from their quarterback if their quarterback had been playing at such a high level I mean could this could have been a, a potential blowout type game I mean legitimately beating up on the best team in the NFC. And that is what I mean when there's a lot of reason to be encouraged here that, in theory, Mitchell Trubisky is not going to play that poorly, you know, for every game for the rest of the season. I mean, it wasn't the worst quarterback performance. It was probably better than what we saw from Chase Daniel last week, but he's going to get better. How much better? We don't know. And, we, you know, there's going to be more downs and ups and downs and mistakes, and there's going to be more picks, and there's going to be more inaccurate throws, and that's just what comes with a young quarterback in his first year in the offensive system. But in theory, he's not going to play that bad every game, and the he's, their Bears are going to get better quarterback play. So if, if they can keep getting a running game like that, and they can keep getting a defense like that, and then you can add in better quarterback play, boy, that sure to me leaves the Bears as one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, you're talking Saints, Chiefs, Rams, Bears at this point. And the Bears just beat the Rams. So, I mean, <laughs> this is an incredible time to watch this Bears team. They they clinched their first winning season in six years, which is 
almost hard to even it's hard to believe but i mean when you think about it it's true it is such a changing of the times the times they are a changing and it is a great time to be a bears fan and it really is a great time to host a bears podcast like this i hope you'll subscribe to keep up with all of our chicago bears news and analysis i really do enjoy bringing it to you right here especially on a victory monday over one of the best teams in the NFC. Hope you'll also take a look at the Locked on Bears Facebook group. We had a lot of back and forth going during the game. Primetime, big opponent. Everyone's getting pretty pumped about this victory. If you just go on Facebook and search Locked on Bears group, you'll find it. You'll request to join. I'll make sure you look like a real person and not just some bot trying to spam us, and I'll, I'll approve you. And You can join right in the conversation for even more Chicago Bears news and analysis. Don't forget the Locked On Podcast Network also has Locked On Bulls to help get you through a, boy, a really rough Chicago Bulls season right now. But Jordan Malley and Matt Peck over there are the voice of the Chicago Bulls fan through and through, and they're helping you get through the good times and the bad. Even though it's it's mostly the bad times, they will see you through to some potential future good times somewhere in the distance. I know it's a a stark contrast to the Bears, but hopefully listening to Lockdown Bears and getting your, your Bears happiness can help balance maybe some of the uh, the misery that's following the Bulls season. But hey, like I said, Matt and Jordan over there, they're working through it with you right there along your side. And I think it's the best way to kind of cope together the way you've had to with these Bears for the last six years like we talked about. But it is a different era in Chicago when it comes to football, and it is a great time to bear down.